The live stream of tonight's podcast is made possible by our buddy Ian Service over at podcastaccelerator.com. Al. All righty. An ambitiously amazing allotment of all-around awesome achievement. Because? A bigger, better, best of boisterous bacchanalia and brazen bedlam. Continue. Clever comedic conversation by constantly cunning characters in a completely captivating community. Dogs? Definitely dogs, definitely drinking, definitely darts. Enjoy. Exceptional examples of entertainment excellence to everyone's elation. Uh, Freaks? Still not a thing. Go on. Gladly. Got good gals, good guys, good gang, good enough. Hey, how about... Hilarious humor? Hardest hits? How are you now? Have it here. Interesting. Indeed it is. Jay. Um... Jay? Jeez. One job, Al. Katie? Can confirm. Katie keeps coming, Katie keeps kicking, Katie keeps killing it. Legendary... Loads of limitless laughs like legitimately lethal levels of ludicrous litness. Maybe. Make the most of the massively monumental matter of the materialization of... New. Nicely noted. Now, naturally, newness needs a nuanced narrative. Nevertheless, no need neglecting the niceties. Oh? Oftentimes, only an optimum observation in our online occasion or otherwise... Podcast. Precisely. A podcast of a produce persuasion. Perhaps one produced by the paragon and pinnacle of prize-winning podcastery. Uh, Q-tips? Quite quickly, the quandary of quality keywords. Ready? Recap, rate, and rank. Rightly realizing requisite reviewing requires rounding up the regulars. So... Send a sign, seek the squad, set your spatulas to stun. Starting with the supreme sublime synthesis of sweet and sass. Tanya? Totes. Then take the time to throw the titan of takey takedowns and tempestuous terror in there. Uh... Undoubtedly, unequivocally, unmistakably, the undeniable ultimate in umbrage. Ah, Victor. Verily, very vocal, very vindictive, very vicious, very Victor. Well? Well, what? Why are we waiting? What else we want? Excited? Extremely. You? Yep. Well then, zig? Zag. Zoom. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday! <laughs> that means we are once again hanging out at the Protostand, a podcast covering everything in the universe! Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one is all dressed. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room as always is lovely Tanya, and online we have Squirrely Matt and the versatile Victor, and joining us this week, he's a high school history teacher from the Jersey Shore, and don't get him started on his nut milk sack, because he'll tell you all about it, and even send you pictures. (laughs) He's a patron, a longtime member of the DMZ Gens, and a great guy, he's a really great guy, please join me in making some noise for Mike. Wondrous. Oh my god. I regret nothing. Welcome to the produce stand, Mike. How are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I mean, we I feel like we just had you for the holiday episodes, but uh, we owed you a, a solo episode for uh, a Letter Kenny episode. So, uh, welcome to the produce stand. Glad to be back. So I mean, vacation week too, so you got some extra time. Yeah, perfect. Uh, everything worked out really well. So since you're not new, we're just going to jump right into it. How are you now? Tonight's lineup is Al, Victor, Tanya, Matt, and our guest Mike. We'll have the last word. It's been so long since we've done this, but anyway, <clears throat> here we are. Uh, I start with me. I guess today, this week, we've had a heck of a week. 
I mean, not only, you know, it's been Christmas and, and all the holidays and stuff like that. And we we're still getting over kind of our sickies and stuff like that, but we've had three sluts on the podcast in the last week. That's crazy. Max Buffard, yeah. uh, Terry Ryan. And do you just, feel dirty? Yes. A little dirty. And just today, Dolo, like we just <laughs> finished talking to Dolo a couple hours ago and wait till you hear that one. That one's like, he was great. And we have Michaels booked for next, uh, I think it's Tuesday. So Mark Michaels next Tuesday. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and, and we've got exciting more uh, like guests lined up. We haven't uh, scheduled them yet, but it's, uh, man, it's been amazing. It's all been Shorzy, uh, which is great because, uh, you know, everyone's thirsty for more Shorzy content. Uh, but also Christmas Day in Canada, season 11 dropped. Uh, show of hands, who who watched every every episode already? <laughs> No, Matt, you didn't. I, I've I've done two. I'll, I'll admit I've done I've done one and two oh, twice. Wow. Okay, but I have not I've not gotten further yet. Well, Matt, Matt Mike, and I have watched them all through once, yeah. <laughs> and now and I've watched the first one, the one we're rec- we're reviewing tonight, uh, chips, uh, probably five times now. Um, and let me tell you, getting ready for tonight's episode, I completely forgot how much work this was. I, I like what a busy day for me, considering it's an off day. But, uh, you know, preparing for Dolo and then recording Dolo and, and making sure that got posted and preparing for, for this today, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, it's been fun. And we're, we're getting a lot of great feedback uh, from, from Terry Ryan, from Max Buffard. I can't imagine that Dolo is going to be any different. Uh, yeah. I feel, I feel like uh, the year's ending off really well for our podcast. And hopefully, be, you know, the beginning of 2023, it's just going to keep rolling. So, uh yeah, nothing but good. Oh, and yesterday we had lunch together for the first time in a while. It was good to see Victor in, in person and good to see that he's alive. And we were able to, I was able to get you some of the swag and gifts that we were, that we received from Billy and Aaron and uh, Miriam um, all those weeks ago. So anyway, that's been my kind of couple of weeks. Victor, how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. You know, uh, nice to have that stupid uh, virus behind me and, uh, uh, it's been a great week. Uh, have all this time off from work, so I've been meeting up with some friends, with some DJs, um, and uh, you know, which binging. ones do we fall into? Yeah, and uh, watching some uh, watching some shows. He's ignoring that one. Eh? <laughs> right, right past that. <laughs> right past it. And 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 again, just uh, just dumbfounded by just the 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 kindness of the community and Miriam and Aaron. Mm-hmm. and 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 bill buttery and like the, the the it's 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 just incredible um just and then and then you know i didn't i, I wasn't on the terry ryan uh interview but uh i listened to that today and boy was that was that a fun listen mm-hmm. and then and then follow that up with uh sitting down with dolo mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> holy crap i mean what the hell yeah it's an <laughs> embarrassment of riches right now yeah <laughs> yeah what the hell did we do to deserve that yeah. so um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just happy that we're able to share that out, share that with the world and, and, uh, you know, we're not keeping it to ourselves. Yes, for sure. Um, and the Dolo interview will go live on a regular feed next Thursday, but right now it's for patrons only. So, uh, I hope our patrons are enjoying that one. Uh, Tanya, how have you been? Yeah, Santa came to to everyone's basket there um, with all the the slots that we've been given. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, it was a great uh, Christmas holiday. Um, we actually went back to normalcy um, and had uh, nineteen people at uh, 
to celebrate Christmas was, Eve. Was and it 19? Yeah, it was yeah we went, there. or 18, something like that. Uh, went back to um, our old traditions and uh, played a gift giving game. And mm-hmm. um, that was, is always so much fun and uh, seeing family that uh, we haven't seen. Um, over the course of two years, I suppose. Um, yeah. So that was a, a real great uh, treasure and uh, felt wonderful. Um, oh my goodness, we're getting ready to go celebrate New Year's uh, on Saturday. Um, um, really excited about that, playing some uh, minute to win it games to uh, spice up the, the uh, holiday and, and festivities. And uh, looking forward to, to having friends over for that fun event. Um, yeah, it's just been uh, work and kids home and tobogganing and hurting ourselves doing that. And <laughs> uh, yeah, there yeah. wasn't quite enough snow, so yeah, going down our toboggan hill the other day was a little rougher than than we're, oh, we're used to, but it was it was still fun. Was Took still out fun. a right hip and a <laughs> right shoulder, yeah. but yeah, it was you all good. Spice it up a minute won't cut it. Apparently, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matt, how have you been? I'm all right, man. It's been a great. I completely forgot that Christmas even happened. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's all been a fucking blur, but it's been good. How's I your mean, little guy back, doing? Uh, he's a shithead. I oh, love dear. him, but he's like, God. No, he's fine. Like health wise, he's fine. He's okay. just, he's, fall, he's fallen into some really annoying habits this week, where suddenly he doesn't want to sleep anymore. Uh-huh. Um, and that's it's overrated. Blast. And it started. It started Christmas Eve. He I, and I don't know. I the only thing I can gather is maybe he was excited. I mean, he's three. I didn't think he'd actually understand this much, but he woke up at four a.m. on Christmas and did not go back to bed. So that was fun. Um, yeah, yeah. We tried. Did you give him some alcohol? Apparently that that works. Yeah, oh I've almost pulled out the chloroform, but didn't think that would be okay. Oh, wow. So yeah. But no, it's it was fine. It was fun. he loved it. You know, he got he got spoiled. Uh, you know, because I have two older guys that live primarily with their mother. This was not my year for Christmas with them, so I haven't seen them yet. Um, I'm actually getting them tomorrow, so we're gonna do a second mini Christmas uh, tomorrow when they come, and then I have them for the full week. So very much looking forward to that. Nice. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun. They can tire um, out the little guy then. Yeah, so he can yeah, sleep yeah, through yeah. the night. <laughs> God, I hope so. They just need to run. Um, we got uh, some uh, some uh, suggestions of Jack Daniels for the kids or Benadryl, yeah. Matt Benadryl. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I've heard. I've actually heard that one. Um, I'm at this point. I'm willing to give it a try. So drug your kids, everyone. Um, so here we go. <laughs> the quick shout out to uh, Liz and Trace on that opening. Oh man, um, my God, they Ooh. wrote that. Set the spatulas to stun is my favorite line of the whole thing, though. That was holy the- <laughs> fuck. It's and, and and congrats, you had me tongue twisted. <laughs> if you heard the first reading that I sent to Al, it was a mess, mm-hmm. and I was cursing you both with nothing but love, but. <laughs> It was it was so much fun. So great job, guys! And and actually, it's the first time I've heard it all together, um, and and it turned out fantastic. So so, so the writing was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The execution was incredible. Can you imagine? And this is the thing about acting, right? Whole new Can you imagine memorizing that, memorize that and delivering yeah. it without, memorizing without notes? It. Can you imagine? No, not, wow. a, not at all. I, I wouldn't be oh, able to memorize that man. shit. Yeah, I, and I, I was thinking the same thing. I think I even said it at one point in the in the cuts. I'm like, I have a whole new respect for what they do. Yeah. There's songs my band has played for the last two years that I still need like my tablet for. <laughs> yeah. I don't memorize shit anymore. Yeah. Like I'm too it was old wild. for that. It was wild, but uh, well done. <laughs> Mad respect to the both of you for putting that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are challenging. incredible. Yeah, yeah keep Absolutely. challenging us. It's so much fun. <laughs> 
Uh, Mike, how have you been, bud? How was your Christmas? Good. Christmas mm-hmm. was good. Um, Christmas Eve, we had my parents and my brother over for some lasagnas, which just finished the last of the leftover lasagna yesterday. Yum. And lasagna is 100% better leftover than it is the day of. <laughs> it um, is. You're right. Um, then we did Christmas, you know, here and then my mom for their presents and then went out to um, my wife's sister. They're back in town from Texas briefly. They're going leaving tomorrow again. So we stopped there. That's where we had dinner. And then it's just been kind of a, you know, mix of days because the days don't count between the two holidays for, for teachers, especially mm-hmm. they, uh, yeah. they all run together. So I had lunch today with an old college friend and that was fun. And, uh, yeah, pretty much just looking at the whole week. That's cool. All right. Well, I mean, it sounds like we're all doing well, but maybe we could use a little coffee. Now, here's the thing. I've been so busy that I haven't been able to get a new Diabolical Coffee ad yet. So let's, let's, why don't we listen to a classic uh, and, and take it from there. And whenever you hear 10%, uh, you should, you know, just replace that with 20%, 20. In, in your mind. Okay. Here we go. Just like Skodude Energy Drink, Diabolical wow, Coffee a- has a new spokesperson, me. Diabolical coffee is devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There is a roast for all tastes and even some you didn't know you wanted. You can order whole bean, coarse, and standard grind, and espresso. Or if you're like Al and me, there's a K-cup option for single cup brewers. And for the duration of season 10 of our podcast, you can use the promo code PRODUCESTAND for 10% off anything in the store. That's 10% off all coffee and merch. Thank you to Diabolical Coffee and to Eric for your support. Yes, thank you, Eric. And I can't believe that was only from season 10. It feels like so long ago that we've heard that we haven't heard that uh, ad, but I guess it has been that long since we did uh, Letter Kenny season 10. It would would have been last year this time. So, uh, speaking of support, welcome to new Twitter followers uh, Colt Smith Briggs, Matt Bailey from Indiana, Tanya Monroe, JT from the Bean Cave, uh, Dan Bean Sports, New Year, uh, New New Year. Uh, New Year, New Bort. Uh, Scott Sanders from Launchester, Launchester, uh, Tasmania in Australia. I think that might be our first uh, listener from Tasmania. Mimi Bob, MJRSTL. Uh, Joe Drake from Fort Myers, Florida. Stuck in Phone 79 from Arkansas. Brock Big Richard Purdy fan from Kirkland, Washington. Is that like just a generic name for a city in Washington? Uh, Cody Green, Brian Weagle from Cincinnati, Ohio. Lane, laughing louder from Colorado. Mimi Calderon from uh, Phoenix. Content with uh, content with my content from the United States. The Big Sports Guy, seventy two from Edmonton. Terra Incognita from Cleveland. Rips Rant from Soul Back Road. Clinton Haynes from another Tasmanian. So we're big in Tasmania now. Uh, Edge <laughs> Scott Edgecombe from Huntsville and Toronto. Uh, Matt Ken O from Burnsville, Minnesota. Larry K. Shannon loves horror. Finally, we get to Shannon from South Jersey, Philly, or and or Philly slash Philly. Uh, Jody Frank Trend from Rivers, Nigeria. Marty Huggins. Trump sucks. Beers and beards. Uh, Zoe Timberwolf. Fernando Ochoa from Manhattan, Kansas. I don't know if it was a Manhattan in Kansas. Sarah M. My Info. Big C. Snarls Barkley. We finally got to them. Uh, the USF Positive View uh, from Bay Maid Bay State. Tim Woolridge from Somewhere in the World. Ray Watkins. Mike from West Virginia. Bill Cheneau. 
uh, Don, Gary, Kenny from A Place Long Forgotten, uh, ben, Banditone from uh, Stecker, Oklahoma, Sheldon Brown, Martim, and QC Mike 13. Thank you for following and hopefully for listening. How are you doing Pretty on easily. that list? Oh, on man. a letter, Kenny. Still not putting a dent in it. <clears throat> Last week, we held our holiday egg hall social with a bunch of our DGen listeners. This week, we begin our coverage of Letter Kenny Season 11, beginning with Episode 1, Chips. And I'm going to ask a question I haven't asked in a while. Uh, I've done my homework. Victor, have you done your homework? It is. <laughs> Tanya, have you done your homework? Once. Matt, have you Twice. done your homework? Twice. Twice. Mike, have you done your homework? Three times. Three Twice. times. So, well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Here we go. Uh, I'm gonna. This is the longest I've had to read something for a while. So, if I stop to cough every once in a while, please forgive me. We open with a classic Letter Kenny problems open with Wayne and Derry trading off problems, like, for example, smelling Gap Dream at a bar the other night that you got as hard as old sugar, or your friend's dad calling a squirrel a bush shrimp. Uh, and <laughs> which is pretty funny. And here's a, a taste of, of the actual clip here. Your dog ripped a fart so thick you could hang an axe in the air after. You don't have a lady in your life, but you do have a pal who blows on his food to cool it down. So tomato, tomato. Well, you sure catch a lot of heat for your farmer's tan, but have you never seen a roofer's tan? Like, holy fuck. Your gal wants to start an OnlyFans page, but even Netflix is losing subs and she can't compete with Ozark. Whole world's all ifs and bots at the moment. But if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, you'd have nuts where your butts were before. <laughs> and then you cue the theme. So that's the cold open, a pretty kind of classic letter Kenyan kind of cold open. So well, I guess we start with me and I say, yeah, it's a classic cold open, nothing too spectacular about it. Just uh, the, you know, the back and forth between Wayne and Derry. There's some funny stuff in there, but pretty forgettable cold, cold open. In my opinion, it was just kind of just there, uh, but it felt, it felt like home anyway. Uh, so not a bad way to kick off a, a long awaited season 11. Victor, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, exactly the same. If if this is your first time watching Letterkenny, this could have been the first, you know, cold open ever. And, yeah. and it's exactly the kind of cold open where some people kind of fall over heels over it because of the quick talk and, mm -hmm. and the cleverness of it. And and they love it. They just fall in love with it. And and for me, I'm just thinking, yeah, that's cool. It's 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 the problem is like it goes by too quickly. You don't have time to 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 really appreciate it even like right. because by the time you start breaking down what they just said mm. they're on to the fourth thing already right yeah. so unless you're sitting there and really um you know re-watching it over and over again mm. it, it it it's it's not michael's it's not the michael's always hitting the mark kind of thing you know <laughs> it's it's it it's it just it goes by so like people love it i get it mm -hmm. uh, for me it's it's just it's there it's cold open and it's the one that you expect to hear every single episode and they did it they nailed it and i'm just okay with it okay ten Hi. <laughs> um, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Sorry, daydreaming. Um, um, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys pretty much said it already. Um, there wasn't anything over and above with it. It was just the two guys, um, um, you know, bantering back and forth. I always get it so much better and clearer in my headphones, mm -hmm. listening back to it here sure. mm -hmm. than I do actually watching it. Because uh, when I'm watching it on the TV, I don't get a whole lot of what's being said. Like mm -hmm. it, there's a few here and there that I, that I grab, 
but to hear every single word very clearly and very distinctly, it's 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 listening to it here, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, is that what they were saying? Um, <laughs> I, I I always kind of have that moment. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think I need to start watching it through my headphones. Well. The- yeah, there's two kinds kinds of people in the world, right? Those who rewatch Letterkenny episodes and those who don't. So, <laughs> I, I, I believe it, you're rewarded on a rewatch uh, when you listen to these things, right? Uh, Matt, what did you think? Yeah, I don't know what else to add. I mean, you guys are spot on. It was it, it was very classic. It took me right back to the web shows. Mm-hmm. Um, some great jokes in there. The the bush shrimp and the the balls where your butts were before whatever that la- that that is so stupid but i yeah. fucking died when he said yeah. that i'm like that is amazing um yeah it's not amazingly memorable but mm. it it's like you said it best it's home it's yep. we're comfortable with this this kind of dialogue plays well to the audience um there's some good laughs in there but it's they're not they're not going above and beyond to create a mm-hmm. largely memorable moment here uh, in in the live stream, YYZ Gord says uh, captions help, and they do uh, as long as you don't mind reading at the lightning place that they they deliver the the yeah. lines at. Yeah. Uh, and but I also found though because well for the first episode anyway when I was writing my script, um, in the past the captions haven't been very accurate. Uh, in this uh, episode so far, uh, super accurate. Like I didn't see yeah. any any mistakes uh, in yeah. these. Captions. And and I do and I do recommend if you ever have time to look to. I watch TV with my headphones all the time, mm. to be honest. Mm. Um, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a night hawk and I wake up very early. So I will very often keep my headphones right beside the TV, hook up my Bluetooth and I'll watch whatever I want. And I, I agree. I can always mm-hmm. follow along with anything I'm watching mm-hmm. far better when I'm just in my own isolation pod yeah. um, taking it in. Yeah. Mike, what did you think of the cold open? Um, absolutely the same thing that everyone else said. It's classic. It's the way they started the whole thing on YouTube. Um, and it's it's good. You know, it's a nice warm remembrance of, of the earlier days, I guess. Some of them hit really well. You know, for me, like the Edmonton one, mm. I wanted to give your girl the world, but only 40 Edmonton. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, individually, um, they're all really good lines, right? Uh, the, yeah. the only fans was especially funny, I thought. But <laughs> some of them, like the back cracking and the roofers pan, it didn't really hit for me. Mm. I didn't really know where they were going with that. But otherwise, it's pretty standard. Mm-hmm. All right, so we uh, move on to season one. Squirrely Dan runs into Modine's three in a panic, holding a bag of chips. Gail is at the bar with Wayne, Derry, Rosie, and Katie. They turn around to see what the fuss is with Squirrely Dan. He throws his bag of chips at Katie and tells her to take a look. Katie is shocked. She passes the bag to Rosie, who's also shocked. She passes it to Derry, who seems to have trouble reading the contents of the bag. Gail can't stand the weight. She demands to know what it says. Squid Ann warns that this could easily spirals into hysterics if they if theys don't practice stoicisms. Uh, just <laughs> then, Rold and Stuart storm in with a bag of chips of their own. Tell us what chip is the best chip of all time. And these guys will let you design your own flavor of chip. We all knew this was coming. Well, all the signs were there. Wait, what are the rules? <laughs> As Mike holds up a bag of hers, salt and vinegar. Thank you, <laughs> salt and vinnies. Uh, Derry looks at his bag again, but again has trouble reading it. Did we miss something? <laughs> Is Derry illiterate? Like, if we have we gone eleven seasons without noticing this? <laughs> like, I know that he has a hard time with certain words, like. Brefix and and Baxit, you know, basket. Um, but is it because Perfect. he's literate, or maybe because he's he's uh, a it's dis- been proposed that he is dyslexic, dyslexic maybe. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Yeah, no. but uh, yeah, he's having a hard time reading that chip bag. Anyway, um, Gail finally grabs the bag from Derry, and uh, she reads the rules for him. 
Only classic Canadian flavors consisting of two or less ingredients shall be considered. Plain salt and vinegar, barbecue, sour cream and onion, dill pickle, ketchup. Better not forget those fucking all dress chips. Wayne, all dress consists of more than two ingredients. So now's we're shaming chips for being too dressed? I'm used to shaming them for not being dressed enough. All dressed chips shall be excluded. For obvious reasons, Wayne. Excluding the chip doesn't stop it from being the greatest chip of all time, dearie. Wayne, this is no time for pride. It's bedlam out there. No one loves chips like small towns. Not one other tribe, nor person, nor posse. Yeah. By the way, I have a bowl of uh, Ruffles all dressed chips here that I'm. Uh, you mean you mean salt and vinegar oh, with a zing? All dressed. I all thought you were bringing the bag down. I was gonna, but <laughs> but because they they seem to have some kind of deal with old Dutch, and we uh, have, I prefer ruffles all dressed. But anyway, here we go. Everyone becomes increasingly be riled up. Squirrely Dan says the American Revolutionary War was no in no small part because of Great Britain calling cri uh, chips crisps, <laughs> and that's that's really hurting Mike as a history teacher. I'm sure. Uh, Derry <laughs> says the War of 1812 was crinkle cut versus classic cut. Is that true, uh, Mike? No, not true. Totally. <laughs> Katie yeah. says manifest, des <laughs> manifest destiny wasn't even a thing until the Yanks caught wind of Canadians fucking around with exotic uh, flavors up here. <laughs> Mike's head's going to explode. Through all this arguing, Wayne has remained very quiet. So Squirrely Dan calls upon him to respond. Well, I'm so fired up right now. I got sweat rolling down the small of my back and into my ass crack. <laughs> it's emotional. <laughs> but someone's got to stay focused through the fuss. Someone's got a lead. I nominate Stuart. I nominate anyone else. What are we gonna do, Wayne? Only thing we can do. <sighs> Have a fishbowl discussion. So production note, because I didn't know what this what this was. I don't know if you guys do, but a fishbowl discussion is a strategy for organizing medium to large group discussions. Usually you have students separated into an inner and outer circle and in the inner circle or fishbowl students have the discussion while the students on the outer circle listen to the discussion and take notes. So I, I learned something new in this episode. Mike, did you know what a fishbowl discussion was? I've heard of it. I've never used it. It doesn't really work super well in high school, I don't think, but yeah, Sound, it may. Sounds elitist. Sounds elitist. <laughs> more, I think that's more of a college. Uh, <clears throat> college. Well, I mean, that, that alone, it, that alone answers my, my question about that fishbowl and why no one else was saying anything. Mm. If that is truly the intent. Yeah, if you're not part of the inner circle, then you're, then you're elitist. My old company, we had an office called the fishbowl, but that's just because they had windows everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had, a, we had something like that. Wasn't it called the, <laughs> the lobster cage or something like that? I forget, but yeah, same thing. Anyway, scene two, Ron and Dax, they're working out at the gym, doing some fancy tandem pushups. Uh, one of the DGens, uh, Alistair Orson Westwood Yates, uh, comments on how short Ron's shorts are for someone who calls himself a man. And Ron claps back by saying he's paying a lot of attention to his shorts for someone who calls himself straight. The D-Gen leaves, but he's replaced by Riley and Jonesy who comment on Ron and Dax's exercise technique. Dax says it's a new program. They want to look like porn stars. Riley says they already look, they already kind of do. Jones, Jonesy agrees. Uh, enter Glenn wearing a bike helmet and gloves and biking shorts, but a collared shirt sleeve, short sleeved shirt with a tie. Glenn agrees that they already look like porn stars. Uh, Ron and Dax thank Glenn, 
But Glenn clarifies that wasn't a compliment because they look like straight male porn stars and then goes on to list a bunch of them with input from both Riley and Jonesy, like Shane Diesel, Sean Lawless, uh, Johnny Sins. I'm not going to admit to looking these up, but uh, I may have looked some of them up. Anyway, Ron is confused. Uh, to him, a porn, st uh, porn star is a porn star is a porn star. Glenn snorts, laughs at the insinuation. Not when it comes to the flaw flawless male physique, it ain't. It, it taint. Riley and uh, Ron and Dax agree that with Glenn's help, they start naming off male gay porn stars like Johnny Rapid, Buck Richards, Pierce Paris, JJ Knight. Can you imagine like researching for this uh, script? It's crazy. Uh, oh. I, I was waiting for Victor to chime in, you know, <laughs> with his past career. This is this. I mean, oh my goodness, this is the most ridiculous, nonsensical thing I've I've seen so far in the show. All right, Riley. It, okay. <laughs> Let, let, let's uh, all right let's let, like, go go get through your thing riley interrupts the <laughs> the gay porn star jag with a, a very pertinent question hey glenn oh hockey i forgot about you how do you know so much about gay male porn stars <laughs> just we know why ron and dax know so much about gay male porn stars because we're homo not sure that's pc but you said it gay as the day is long all new levels of gay straight up the ass but for you to know so much about gay porn stars. Gay, gay male porn stars. Yes, for you to know so much about gay <laughs> male porn stars, it would suggest uh, that I've done my research. <laughs> Jonesy, I'm not sure if this is your first time throwing some weights around, but in the fitness community, we have something called goals. We also have a little thing called a fitspo. So what I like to do is I set my goals, I gather up my fitspo, and then I go about trying to achieve my goals. All right. Since I'm not in the fitness community, I looked up Fitzpo, and it is a yep. thing. Fitz I looked it up as well. Yeah. I had no idea what the fuck he was saying. Fitz Never heard of that word before. Fitzpo is short for Fitzpiration, which is also not a word, but anyway. Never heard of that. And Fitzpiration uh, is a person or thing that serves as motivation for someone to sustain or improve health and fitness. So yeah. it's a combination fitness, of- inspiration, yeah. Fitzpiration, Fitzpo. Fitzpo. So that's what Fitzpo means. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. Like, who knew? I, I didn't know. Anyway, yeah. it's, like your dream, yeah. it's like your fitness dream board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's what it is. So, as an example, Glenn whips out a male gay porn magazine as a, as an example of hit of his fitspo. Uh, his goal is the whole aesthetic, <laughs> and the, and uh, Ron and Dax get excited when he stops at the word whole, but then seem disappointed when he finishes his sentence aesthetic. Oh, and there's a train going by, so now Matt, uh, Victor's getting excited. That's uh, my Fitzpo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn flips through the gay porn magazine and points out pages of different porn actors that he aspires to look like. Riley and Jonesy have had enough and walk away, leaving Ron and Dax to help Glenn attain his Fitzpo. So, scene three, a large crowd is gathered at the Ukrainian Hall for the fishbowl discussion on chips. It's quite the turnout. The inner circle features the Hicks plus Rosie, Rold, and Stewart, with Gail acting as moderator. Gail announces that in order to arrive at the conclusion of what the best chip ever is in an effort to be able to design their own chip flavor, they will now hold the fishbowl discussion on the matter. Wayne starts the proceeding off by thanking Gail uh, for acting as moderator and procuring the Ukrainian hall for their proceedings. Why they didn't just do it in the bar is beyond me. But anyway, everyone applied, applauds Gail. Okay, pause. Mm -hmm. Did they gather together to argue on what is the best chip flavor or on coming up with a new chip flavor? Both. Well, 
both. In order see, to the whole thing, see, it's, it's already confusing. <laughs> but it's, it's, already, even, it's already see, confusing. See, that's the problem they had with had only watching. On one. Yeah. yeah, they had to agree on one before they could even begin yeah. to think about the second. Yeah. See, that's the problem but with you with it, only watching it once. If you, you need to watch it repeated times to get the, all the, the dialogue. No, that's flawed. That's <laughs> flawed thinking. It was a contest to see who would be able to, right? It was a contest. Mm -hmm. Come up with the best ship, and then they come with the flavor. So, yeah, it, it wasn't clear one, one time. It wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. I don't care how many times you watch it. It's not clear what the contest is. I understand the rules. Okay, okay, Matt. What's what? What's the contest, Matt? Okay, okay, Victor. Okay, okay, okay. What's the contest? Say it now. They just had to declare what they thought was the best chip, and then once they did that, they then could come up with their own limited two-ingredient chip to then create. Yeah, that was the reward if you were able to. I think the fact that they had to choose. The best chip was really an irrelevant. Yeah, that, was just, like, that was just a yeah, link to the discussion. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. a bit of a voting process, but it was irrelevant to the ultimate decision. It was mm -hmm. just your entry into the thing, but they took that extra serious, which put them in the fishbowl. Yeah. So Hoopla Supreme, uh, that's Liz, said she was confused about it too. Uh, Gord says the contest was silly, but it's a comedy show. Yeah, exactly. So don't the whole fishbowl <laughs> discussion was not about creating a new chip it was about what is the best no, chip but mm -hmm. they couldn't even they couldn't even they took it too seriously they couldn't even begin to think about what chip they were going to create if they couldn't they could no they already what knew they, what they were going to create because it, they were basically well, all at, at the very end of it all they yeah. were like yeah it's caesar and yeah, but, they had already had that decided the first part. yeah the, the requirement is you have to declare the best chip mm -hmm. Yeah. They already they had the, the the new chip. All, all right. they all agreed so to it. Let's 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 save some of that for the discussion. I feel like there's going to be <laughs> lots of it. Anyway, we're breaking format already. Um, <laughs> been a the, while. the discussion begins with plain chips, or as Stuart refers to them, regular chips. This gets for train trips. This uh, this gets Squirrely Dan's <laughs> ire up, and he threatens to call Stuart regulars. Stuart argues that plain is misleading because of the drizzle of salt on the chip. Katie says that drizzles of salt uh, pales by comparison to other flavors. Rosie doesn't think there's one person in the room that would take a plain chip over flavors. Derry puts his hand up. He says he would. The entire room gasps. And I'll say this. You can call it regular, but I call it classic. I don't know. No, let, I don't know. It speak. let the man speak. It doesn't need to go there. It never <laughs> needs to go there. You just want your chips all dolled up and camera ready. I just want a chip to sit on the sofa with. Catch a flick. Shoot the breeze. But, but, but. But fuck it. Yes. Could be the first chip I ever had. And I'm not gonna turn my back on it. Cause it never turns back on me. Wines, he's been awful quiet through all this. Derry, I know you go a long way back with the chip. So do you. So do I. But I look over at you here, and like how soon we forget, old friend. All those sleepovers, kindergarten <laughs> through grade two. You and me used to add a couple things into a bag of plain chips in an effort to make our own homemade chip. Derry, why don't you tell the group what those two things were? Salt and vinegar. Oh, what? I'm gonna take some air. Derry storms out of the hall for some air. That begins a discussion on salt and vinnies. A murmur of a discussion begins in the crowd. Stewart says it's a chip that won't be pushed around. Katie says, why do you think Doritos never fucked with it? Gail, as the moderator, reminds the group that corn chips have no place in this discussion. Ro Rosie says it's a versa versatile chip, like Victor. Uh, Gail asks her to explain on that. Uh, Rosie says, throw it in with some popcorn or pretzels. Uh, for the, uh, from the distance, we hear Derry add uh, say add peanut butter yeah peanut m&ms as he retakes a seat in the fishbowl much of the crowd's astonishment wayne 
Stans gives him low bones as he sits. Uh, Wayne keeps reassuring uh, a reassuring hand on Derry's knee as Rosie continues her defense of Salt and Vinny's. Uh, they play by the rules. They don't try to steal the spotlight. Wayne adds it's a respectful chip. But Stewart offers to say what everyone is thinking. Squirrely Dan strongly suggests Stewart holds his tongue. Gail urges Stewart to proceed. That chip is inconsistent. You son of a bitch. I have relied on that chip my whole life. Which chip, Dan? You never know which one you're getting. And that's the problem. You're pulling out one that's maybe a little too salt and vinegary. Next thing you know, you've got one that's not very salt and vinegary at all. Gales, I sense an edge of confrontations in the gentleman's tone. One's got enough salt and vinegar to prune your lips for the better part of 48 hours. The next one may as well be... Don't you dare. Regular. Prepare to meet your brothers! <laughs> Wayne jumps up to stop Squirrely Dan from attacking Stuart, who also springs to his feet to fight. Wayne suggests Squirrely Dan go outside to get some air. He agrees, but not before scaring Stuart back into his chair. With Squirrely Dan's departure, Gail announces the next chip flavor, barbecue. The whole crowd dis- uh, continues their discussion. Next scene, scene four, back at the gym. Glenn is working out between uh, Ron and Dax, still wearing his button-up short sleeve shirt and a tie. Uh, Riley and Jonesy approach again. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Glenski. Bart, Arnie. We just wanted to say, like, um, sorry if we were kind of weird earlier when you were able to list the names of so many gay male porn stars. Yes, and again when you had a gay male porno magazine on your person. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how what a person has on their person is any of your concern. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What a person <laughs> keeps on their person is none of anybody's business or what they do in the privacy of their own home. Yes, I mean, a person's preferences is none of anybody's business. So you do you, bro. (laughs) Do you mean to tell me that you've never been watching a porn and said to yourself, (laughs) that man or young adult or young adult portraying an adolescent or actual adolescent portraying a stepson has an extraordinary physique? No. All porn stars are pretty shredded, so they're pretty much interchangeable after a certain point. Pretty much don't even notice the dude anymore. Exactly. I don't even notice the girl. Although, I'll take pause to acknowledge a nice wrench, though. Yes, if he has a massive wrench, you gotta pause for a stick tap. <laughs> stick tap. Glenn tells Riley and Jonesy that they're on the same page then. So next time they're searching for shredded dudes for their fitspo, maybe they can change up their porn searches a little bit. Riley, Jonesy, Ron, and Dax all agree it's good to mix things up. But then Glenn takes them things... Well, let's hear from Glenn. What is wrong with searching massive cock drills, tiny hole, huh? What's wrong with it? Nothing, buddy. Then what's wrong with searching two massive cock drill, tiny hole, huh? What's wrong with that? Not a thing in the world, bro. Okay, well then what's wrong with searching two handsome, muscular men with massive cocks, not touching each other or anything, but definitely no girls, <laughs> huh? What's wrong with it? <laughs> Nothing. What's wrong with searching two handsome, muscular men, massive cocks, going all the way with each other with no one else around, huh? What's wrong with that? Glenn. Glenn, are you, are you, are you <laughs> what, always on the lookout for long-lasting, relentless, repetitive, high-intensity, ads-free, fitspo? <laughs> You're GD right, I am. Okay, Glenn. Okay, Glenn. Riley and Jonesy leave, and Glenn continues by asking Ron and Dax what, it, what, is, what is wrong with getting your prostate checked by a couple, a couple of times a week by someone who isn't a doctor. 
Next scene, scene five, back at the Ukrainian <laughs> hall. Squirrely Dan comes in from getting air. He and Stuart exchange conciliatory uh, looks before he sits back in his chair. The discussion continues with dill pickle chips. Squirrely Dan is glad he came back for this one. There was a buzz in the room as everyone discusses. Wayne and Katie look at each other. Wayne points to Katie as if to ask if she's okay. Katie brings up dill pickle Pringles, but Stuart objects because Pringles are not a chip. Derry calls Pringles crackers. Squirrely Dan calls them crispers. Wayne settles with uh, part chip, part cracker, all snack. Gail agrees. Rosie argues that Pringles don't have the same advantages as other chips. Rolled roll scoffs, uh, saying they're more advantaged, even privileged. Uh, the argument heats up between Rosie and Rolled. Uh, Wayne stands up and turns his back on the argument. Uh, Stuart urges, uh, argues that uh, Pringles set an unrealistic standard for chips everywhere. Uh, Gail tries to bring discussion back to Dill Pickle, but the argument escalates when Rosie asks Rold if he's ever uh, seen a family-sized pack of Pringles. You ever seen a family-sized pack of Pringles? No, because they don't get the same opportunities as other chip. Never did. They excluded themselves in that conversation. Oh, oh well, since you asked, Rosie, oh, what do you think a family-sized pack of, of Pringles looks like? <laughs> oh, three tubes stacked on top of each other? I was thinking three tubes pressed side by side. You got two parents, two to three kids, and maybe a dog in the family sedan? You really think there's any room for uh, those options? <gasps> Pringles are used to being left behind. I'll take some air. Rosie. Rosie storms off. Rold looks immediately regretful of his outburst. The topic returns to Dill Pickle. Wayne is still standing with a foot up on the riser back to the fishbowl. Uh, Squid Ant comments that Wayne's been awfully quiet. Derry notes so is Katie. Uh, Wayne turns around, walks over to his sister, squats in front of her, and they exchange whispers. You can hear each other telling the other that they should say something. And then Wayne finally gets up and speaks. We've always been able to rely on the family farm, you see. A number of years back, we had a rough patch, agriculturally. It's difficult times, a lot of uncertainty. Katie had to get a job in town to help us make ends meet. Well, every night I'd drive into town there, pick her up, because, well, that's the least I could do. Hell, I'll admit it, I was hurting. I was hurting real bad. It was a time when a lot of men would lose themselves. But what got me through it was the pride of knowing. Every night, she'd go in town there for work. She'd know exactly who was coming to pick her up eight hours later. That's me and a bag of dill picklers. I'm gonna take some air. I'd take a wee bit of air too. Wayne and Katie leave the group sitting there speechless, so Gail takes the opportunity to call a break. Scene six, back at the gym, Ron and Dax are uh, loading an impossibly large amount of weights on both sides of a barbell for Glenn, uh, who's sitting on a bench between them and uh, Riley and Jonesy come back in another attempt to find the truth. Glenn calls them hollow notes. Riley and Jonesy just want to make things crystal clear. They weren't acting strange because someone was gay. They're fine with gay. Whatever they're doing is good. Great even. So even if Wayne or Glenn were gay or is gay or is planning to be gay, it's all good to them. It's great. Uh, whatever he's doing is great. They've been pals for a long time. They've been pals long enough that Glenn could just tell them if they're out of line. But from one pal to another... They were just wondering, is Glenn, they can't bring themselves to ask the question, but then Glenn interrupts anyway. I was. You were. I am. You are. And I plan to be the most fit-spired fella in this whole fitness forum. Who's with me? <laughs> None of our business, buddy. I can't know everything, bro. We're, we're with, with you. you. Oh, good. 
Because it's hard to stay fit-spired. I, I, I need good fit-spo. You betcha, buddy. We're here to help, bro. Even if it means searching massive cockroach tiny hole? Sure, buddy. Even if it means searching two massive cockroach tiny hole? Whatever it takes, buddy. Even if it means searching two very handsome, muscular men with massive cocks who aren't touching each other, but there's definitely no girls around? I can help <laughs> with that one, buddy. Even if it means searching two handsome, muscular men with massive cocks just going all the way with each other while the rest of their fraternity brothers cheer them on and drink beer? That's right in my wheelhouse, buddy. Oh, good, good, good. Good, good! With all that settled, Glenn asks which one of the non-doctors feels like giving him a prostate exam. Glenn assumes the position on the workout bench. <laughs> so funny. When he does, I... <laughs> Final scene. Uh, proceedings resume at the fishbowl. The topic is now sour cream and onion. This gets mixed reaction from the crowd. Tempers start heating up once again. Gail quickly switches gears to ketchup. The crowd erupts to louder discussion about ketchup. It seems largely positive. Squirrely Dan tells Gail she needs to get control of the situation. Gail says they're they're gone. She's lost the crowd. After a few more seconds of uncontrolled arguing from the crowd, everyone stops when we hear the door open and close. Everyone looks up. It's Bonnie, Bonnie McMurray walking in with a bag of old Dutch all dressed. Gentle folk guitar music plays during the scene. Everyone is mesmerized by the sight of Bonnie standing there eating all dressed chips. They all reach for each other. Uh, finally, the trance lifts. Uh, Bonnie, looking confused, asks everyone why they're there and not at the bar, uh, but they all ignore the question. All dressed. Oh, that's the chip. That's it is the chip. I mean, it really is the best of the best. I mean, what are we talking about here? It's a mix of barbecues, ketchups, sour creams and onions, and salts and vinegars. It's a little bit of all of us in that chip. It was right there in front of us this whole time. Couldn't see the forest for the trees. Nothing regular about it. There's no dill pickle in there. Dill pickle will always have a place in our hearts. What is going on here? <laughs> I feel like Bonnie is Victor right now. Gail reminds everyone that the duels clearly state all dressed chips shall be excluded. For obvious reasons, Wayne. Oh, dairy. Excluding the chip doesn't stop it from being the greatest chip of all time. Got that right, good buddy. It's the Bret's hearts of chips. Best there is, best there was, best there ever wills be. This fishbowl discussion will now be closed. There will be no vote be a show of hands. As the conclusion for the best chip of all time has been drawn, pursuit of designing our own flavor of chip will also conclude. Yeah, but the chip we designed, it'd, it'd be like a Caesar flavored chip, like a Bloody Mary flavored chip. I think that that'd be the winner. So, you know, I think we'd all agree on that. Everyone knows that. I mean, a chip that tastes like Caesar's slam dunk. Yeah. 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 You can't lose. Yeah. All dressed though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Got everything in a chip you want right there. Friendship. <laughs> Feels good. Friendship. <laughs> Yo. What the actual fuck is going on here? <laughs> and we fade to black. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. Discussion time. So, uh, remember... This portion, we're not giving ratings. We're just talking about our initial uh, reactions to this episode. And we start with me. So, first time I watched this episode, it was kind of a, it was night, like the kids were, were still up and stuff. So, it wasn't very loud and, and we were all pretty tired. So, I wasn't really paying too much attention to it. So, so, it was like when it was done, I was like, oh, that was it. 
it was kind of, it came and went and whatever. And it was like, oh, that was kind of blah. Like there was some funny parts, but I was a little disappointed. I watched it again with headphones, listening to everything. Completely different um, experience. And let me just say the whole fishbowl thing, that whole thing is an allegory to social media. And here we go again. I know like, but, but here's every argument that happens on social media happened in that fishbowl. Like I've, I've seen like joke posts where people say, Oh, if, if I, if I post that I like oranges, somebody's going to yell at me saying what? So you, you're saying app uh, bananas suck and apples are no good and blah, 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 blah. That's exactly how most arguments happen on, on Twitter, for example. And that's exactly what they're making fun of in on this episode. Something as banal as chip flavors, and they were getting at each other's throats. These are people who are generally friendly with each other and they are ready to kill each other. And that's, that's like what happens on online. It's the same thing, right? Except this time they're, they're like in this, they're doing it in person, which makes it look more like makes it look as ridiculous as it is. Right? Like you wouldn't, these people wouldn't do what do and say what they say online if they were in person with each other. But on this episode of chips, that's exactly what they're doing. They're showing how ridiculous these arguments are because they're doing in face to face and how like angry and how like upset and all the different kind of like examples and, and stuff that they're saying in order to, to beat each other at these, at these arguments. So, so th- thank you. Thank you, Al. Cause mm-hmm. and I'll let you continue, but that yep. was one of the first things I'm like, someone tell me what the fuck this episode is about. Yeah. Cause I couldn't put my finger on it. Like there was so many different flavors of different things happening. I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe it's about this. No, no, yeah. maybe it's about that. no, I, c- I knew there's a bigger mess. And we that had, makes, that makes now sense. how did you find that message? I, did you no, do a search? It's, it's all right there. Yeah. Especially yeah. when, when a steward makes that line saying Pringles set an impossible uh, uh, example for other chips or whatever. That's exactly the kind of argument somebody would use yeah. about like models being impossible examples yeah. for women and stuff and, like that. Yeah, like, then there was arguments about privilege and things like privilege, that. Like, there was a oh, lot yeah. of different conflicting arguments. All of going these on. arguments put it together. Yeah, all of these arguments is hmm. shit you you hear and read on the internet all the fucking time. So yeah. this was absolutely exactly what they were doing there. They yeah. were making fun I did of it with it. waffles and pancakes before. Yeah, but and it looks ridiculous <laughs> though when they show people doing it in person, face to face. So that so I love it. Hmm. So. That part of the episode, I fucking love. And you know what? We had a little bit of that going with when we were doing our bracket, our letter Kenny Cole bracket. Think about how upset some of us got, and some of us, myself included. Still when, upset. Yeah, when, like, and what does it mean? It means nothing. Like, who cares? Like, a bunch of people voted for uh, a cold open that they liked, that they found funnier than others, and we were upset because the right one didn't win, right? So, completely like so that part of the so that part of the the this episode uh, was redeemed upon a second watch i loved riley and jonesy trying so hard to get glenn to admit that he was gay <laughs> i loved it without like actually coming out and asking and i mean all the signs are there he's obviously gay like everything he's saying is pointing to him being gay but riley and jonesy don't want to believe it until they hear it straight from glenn's mouth and in the end when he refuses to, to, to confirm it, they're like, it's none of our business. We just got to keep on going. So I, I love that part too. Again, on second viewing, uh, it, it, it really uh, redeemed for me and Victor's doing a lot of head shaking. So I'm going to let you talk now. (laughs) I mean, I agree with everything you said. However, however, (laughs) 
It was a it was a skit. It wasn't an episode. Yeah. It was a, it was an SNL skit. It was you know I would compare to kind of you know doing an improv or going to like an improv night and you know okay pick a topic and then for the next 20 25 minutes they're kind of going back and forth talking about the topic yeah the allegory thing they stayed on 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 topic and they made all those kind of kind of metaphors and comparisons and except except pringles do come in family size but anyway and <laughs> and 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 all of that is true the problem is it just it, it wasn't an episode. There was, there was like, I know that Letterkenny is not a story driven kind of a show, but there was nothing there. It wasn't an ep- It wasn't the beginning of a season. There was nothing there. It was basically, there was two storylines. One was basically filler, which was the gym. And I have thoughts about that, but, but, but the main, the, the, the main thing, which was the fishbowl. And the thing is like, I don't think, I don't think most people know what a fishbowl is. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of sitting there and thinking, okay, you know, these guys are sitting there, there's basically six, six guys doing uh, six people doing the talking. And then all those <laughs> other people just sitting around, you know, it was like, why are they even there? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't see anybody taking notes, but anyway, uh, and, and, and then, and they're having this kind of nonsensical nonstop argument about these chips and the whole time I'm trying to remind myself. So what are they even trying to, what was this contest about? Are they trying to pick a flavor or trying to decide, you know, what so, is the best flavor? And uh, I get it. I get it. It's uh, both. Can, can I just say the, the, the extra people in that fishbowl, I think are yeah. supposed to represent the mob mentality online. Like okay, if it was just, fair. if it was just sure. the six, uh, uh, skids arguing right. with each, they probably wouldn't get to arguing with each other, but with the, 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 right. the strength of people behind them, the mob mentality takes sure. over and then that, yeah, sure. that gets escalated. Right. Yeah. And, 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 that's and, they, were, and they were very active background yeah. too, like very yeah. much reacting. To yeah, they, they were either cheering. On. They were either yeah. agreeing were with they? Every, time, yeah. every time I looked at them, they were just sitting there. They weren't yeah. doing well, anything. When, I was, things, I was when, waiting when, for Whenever things got heated. They, yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. I they were either reacting. That's, that's fine. I'll drink your Kool-Aid on that. That That's fine. All I'm saying all I'm saying is it just, it just felt like, it just felt like, you know, if, if these were your friends that were putting on a skit, you'd kind of feel like, Oh, you guys are really good. That was like really cool. You really, you really stretched that whole chip thing really far. And you, you, that was a really cool skit. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking at this from as a letter Kenny, as a season opener to a letter Kenny season. And I'm thinking like, we're like, what am I missing here? Like this, this is almost like a pre episode to the season let's give you something it's almost like a like a special mm-hmm. right where there's nothing happening at all and um i'll stop and i'll let others talk because i have some strong thoughts about the gym scene as well mm-hmm. okay let's you, all, we'll circle back to Daniel, you don't want to share your your thoughts now we're, we're going no no i'll come back i feel like i spewed it for uh, a while we're going around the horn yes cool. um <laughs> so so um my interpretation was uh, I envisioned um, Jared um, listening to one of our podcasts um, <laughs> where we talked about chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I, I kind of thought that he took information from that conversation and how we are we are very um, lively when it comes to chip conversations uh, here on the podcast. All we've, dressed is the best. We've, we've talked about what they... Oh, we still have to talk about that, by the way. So please what, what our friends in the States can get, mm. you know, what we can get. And and even when 
our, uh, some of our friends from the States came up, you know, mm -hmm. they were uh, also, you know, talking about, I think there was a masala chip that Casey yeah, good chip, yeah. wanted to, to take dressed, back home with her. Mm -hmm. Um, so, butter chicken chip. so I kind of envisioned that's where this, this, the birth of this, mm -hmm. uh, episode came from. Um, yes. When we first watched this episode, we were both very, very tired. I was, I was falling asleep and I didn't think really much of it. It kind of fell short with me or flat. Um, as I watched it a second time with a little bit more energy, I did laugh at a couple of parts. Um, and there's a lot to be said about the chip. I am a chipaholic, <laughs> an absolute like I bona fide chipaholic. I used to fantasize about working at a chip factory when I was a child. Can confirm. And uh, I would sit there and be mesmerized by the chip and hold it and look at it and appreciate it in every way and wonder how they were made. Like I, I'm very, very much a chip lover. Um, <laughs> and and I, I like. All of their their points, um, like the the reviews, Wayne's sleepover review, mm. and and um, you know my dad is a is a plain plain person, so we always had classic chips, mm. and um, you know you get tired of the classic chip every once in a while. So Wayne's uh, sleepover with uh, dairy walking out and. Um, what they used to do is adding the salt and vinegar. We did the exact same thing. We, we, because dad would only have the, the regular classics. So you have to eat that fast though, or else it gets soggy. Uh, it's very, it's, it's one of those things that you have to commit yourself to right away. Um, Just have dip. And yeah, then, and then, dip, yeah. and then are uh, we invented the, like my family, we invented the ketchup chip because we had ketchup and again, dad only had the plain you chip invented we the invented ketchup chip. so we would get a bowl of ketchup and then dip the plain chips in the ketchup so that's that that's where ketchup chips was born in my head I've, 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 I've been doing that forever that that came out of necessity because we got tired of the classic um <laughs> but uh i'm like 10 years older than you tanya we've been doing that that was in grammar school Sorry, um you didn't invent it oh and and then Stewart's review, um, you know, with uh, salt and vinegar chips. Oh, my God. Like, if you, we had a canker sore, <laughs> you would just eat a bag of salt and vinegar chips and it would just take that canker sore and it, you'd be gone the next day. Um, and always take the skin right off the inside of your mouth. Like, it, it, there's a lot to be said about chips here. A lot. Um, and I just, I loved how the chips connected and linked them with various stories like uh, Kate, Katie and Wayne's story uh, about the dill picklers. I love hearing uh, the, some insight in Katie and Wayne's back, you know, uh, history too. That was, that was a little different. They, they share a lot of, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and they get very sentimental about mm -hmm. it. Right. Um, so again, lots of fun uh, the Pringles fell sh short with me. Um, I didn't, I didn't, really see where the the use was for the pringle conversation see again i mean we're and again uh, see now that i know what you've said and i feel like they almost need to put like a disclaimer at the beginning like, oh no there's no fun in that they, they, they need, need to the, the pringles represented I take privilege. It for face value pringles are a privileged chip because they're perfectly formed and in, in, a, in a container that don't allow it to get Cut, uh, to bro uh, get broken. I mean, they're a privileged chip for sure, and they're not a chip. So I, I thought it more represented uh, part of the argument, the false argument, because it's not a chip. It's made There's from dehydrated too. potato mm -hmm. meal that you jam together and form. Yeah, it's, it doesn't count in the argument. So, but, but the to me, that was like yeah. the people who bring in 
bring in things that aren't really part of the argument and try to detour it. That's kind of, kind of, yeah. kind of like Tanya and uh, invented the ketchup chip. Or the way that Edison invented the light bulb after Swan and uh, Tesla did. In her house, she invented the ketchup chip, Victor. Get over yourself. That's Come not on. what she said. She That's did say that. That's not what she anyway, said. Uh, is it, are those oh, all you your people points? people are no fun. So, um, yeah, no. Now that, you know, I was taking the whole chip thing at face value. Um, you know, Alan's Straw found- man. That's right, Tobias. The straw man argument. Yeah, yeah. Alan found a, a social um, a parallel to it all. Um I, I think that uh, the the story, it's fun to play with. Um, speaking of uh, Ron, Dax, Glenn, and Riley Jonesy, uh, that storyline, um, hilarious. Oh, my God. Glenn is so quick in that assuming the position on the workout bench. Is, it assuming just, the position. It just, you, you don't expect it, and then he flips his legs back and up goes. You don't his, expect it, really? Well, he just does it so so quickly anyways he's and and having the little sticky notes on the in the in the magazine like <laughs> he's just so darn funny sticky. it's fitzbo yeah it's it's fitzbo yeah they're not sticky notes they're just regular notes but now they're sticky all right and, <laughs> oh i just want to say though too shout out to ron um you know i love I, he's so quick with his um um his comments and oh, his yeah. comments are so on it's so fantastic yeah. you know you're you're paying a lot of attention to my shorts for a man and who can be straight built like he is like he's gonna he's, come, he's a big dude yeah he's a put on some yeah, muscle he looks like a straight porn star yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bottom of a porn star and has he always used the line straight up the ass because i found it probably i'm like i feel like he has i don't yeah. remember it I, before i feel like that's been used yeah has straight it? up the ass what are we even talking about here yeah it's, I, it's just like <laughs> brilliant brilliant writing all right is that everything go for it matt yeah so, there's so much there's 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 like nothing and so much here all at the same time mm-hmm. and i'm with you so i watched it a couple of times the first one i was a little thrown off and i had to dive in the second time i enjoyed it so much more um i'll quickly touch on the um the glenn side of things here glenn is he, he would like that glenn is masterful <laughs> like jacob holy shit dude you brought the a game in this episode um what I love about that the whole, game. The, the, this whole, <laughs> yeah, he did. He likes it on a whole. Yeah, he, brought, he brought the whole A game. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about that is you have hockey. Uh, you got you got them that are sitting there trying to have this conversation, which is a very uncomfortable one for a lot of people to have and have outright. And they put it in the middle of the most uncomfortable setting, like the way that they're all coming at it, it's they really push the envelope in the dialogue and the narrative and, and things they were saying. And like, it, it was, uh, it was almost uncomfortable to listen to it some because they were coming so aggressively, but I loved it. I'm laughing because you see Riley and Jones are coming back at them, just dancing around without too nervous. Just ask the question outright. <laughs> um, even though it's so obvious. So I thought, I thought it was a really brilliant way of placing that whole setting. Um, and I definitely got some good laughs, but Glenn just fucking stole the show in that he, yeah, I, I agree when he did his little hop up onto the thing, I was crying laughing. It was so good. Um, the whole, the five of them just played off each other so well. Um, it definitely caught me off guard a bit, how they kept carrying it on, but I, I thought they were, they were pretty good scenes. Um, the chip thing. So really quickly chips. Dill's an abomination. <gasps> saying that no fuck all you 
Dill's an abomination. Oh, um, I'm sorry. We can't be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Dill's an abomination. Caesar, Excellent. what the fuck would that even taste yeah, like? Yeah, that would taste like, horrible. That That's feels horrible. like no, it's going to be no, more than it, two ingredients. On, on. I don't like Caesar's, but what are, you, what are you flavoring it against? The ensemble of buffet you put on top or the, or the fucking soup that you have in the glass? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe so they meant the Caesar chip. Or sorry, the Caesar salad. No, no, no I took it as they're, they're talking about <laughs> Caesar. bloody mayor. It's a bloody mirror. Oh, did they say bloody mirror? Yeah, and that was definitely a. So you know what's funny? If you want to go back to your theory, Tan, just uh, just hit me about Jared and team taking our 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 conversation about chips and turning it into dialogue. (laughs) When we talked about the Caesar episode, we a lot of people didn't know what a Caesar was. Mm -hmm. Yes. So in this one, he purposely went out of their way to say Caesar. Or Bloody Mary. Yeah, that was a that, that was a weak move. That's that's like Fox putting a glow around. <laughs> it's true. Puck. I agree with you there, Victor. That was a weak move. He, he shouldn't have had to. Uh, what would you call that? America's America explain <laughs> what, what a Caesar is. We, but we were well. That was a big conversation with us because remember my my yeah. stupid little flawed Twitter scientific poll that Victor didn't like. That was all about that. That and was fucking ten five. I'm sorry. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe maybe you're maybe you're onto something, Dan. There. Um, but what I love, so I think my, she's my just theory. dreaming that that uh, Jared would listen to our podcast and have it influence anything. I'm still waiting for my my euchre episode. If that's the case, I'm, wait, I'm waiting oh. for I'm waiting for an episode where they make a joke at a bunch of podcasters. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and make some shots. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that happens one day. But my whole theory is I'm watching this whole mess uncover and, and happen. And I'm like, what? And I actually said it when, what the actual fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. So Bonnie is my hero in this one. And how she pulled, if she didn't come out and say that, mm-hmm. I would have been a lot it more. It doesn't upset. fix it. It doesn't no, fix it. It was the best line, though. It, it was the it, best it was line. Only, and I'll explain. It was the what, only line that made any sense, but it yes, doesn't fix it. Yes, I, I totally agree. It was brilliant. And, and it definitely tried to recap the fact that they even they were aware of how yeah. ridiculous what they yeah. did was. And my yeah. theory is when they started writing this it probably started off as a scene or or an or a cold open or something and then they began to write and they wrote and they're like oh what about this what about that before you know what they had like pages of dialogue and like shit and they they're like what have we done here oh fuck it let's just make it and Mm -hmm. and and they went with it and it became an episode so i don't think it originally intended to be an episode but they got out it got out of hand and that bonnie mcmurray line was their attempt to rail it back in and be like yeah, we, we, we even we don't know what we're doing. How many times have they had scenes in Letterkenny that have been overly dramatic for, and that's scenes. like, yeah. This but wasn't scenes. a scene, it was an episode. Was episode. Okay, but pull back, off of back the, up mic, the there, mic there, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> you're, starting, you're, start, you're starting to sound like an old TTC uh, voiceover. <laughs> but um, you're, you're not, they have had scenes, but this was an entire episode yeah. based but on there's this. But there was a whole point for it, though. I think, like, I, 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 there's I a, accept what's, your what's social the, media uh, allegory thing. I think I think that's because I couldn't wrap my head around what they could have was done that beyond in it. A single scene. Yeah, yeah. I think it was intended to be a scene, episode. but they made it, and they're like, "Fuck it, let's just do it anyway." Yeah, where was that? What was that voice of reason in you know like twenty minutes ago? Hoopla Liz <laughs> says, "Someone give Mike his old or Victor his old mic back." <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's. But, look, our guest needs to right, speak. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, okay, sorry, we got Mike. What do you What do you have, Mike? All right, so. This is initial thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. We're still an initial. Yeah, we're not thoughts. even rating. Yeah, I haven't even gotten started yet. <laughs> so initial, initially, um, it's the it's our it's a year. It's been a year since we had letter Kenny. so it's an impossibly high standard that it has to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's hanging for that that drop, and when you finally see it, it, it can't live up 
to the expectation. Nothing can live up to the expectation. So like all like like everyone, it was a little bit disappointing. So my first thought there is, okay, this was okay. But part of the thing, and I don't know if this is necessarily agreeing with Victor, the whole premise it was built on was basically faulty. Right? They're pushing this narrative that small towns love chips. They're pushing all these things like just just for the setup. So I get it. But the setup to me was not wasn't really true, right? So it's like it was too contrived. Mm-hmm. That was one thing about it. Um, <laughs> as a personal side, you know, they they totally screw up their history and anyone's <laughs> history lesson someday. I will gladly give her some history lessons. Anyway, you mean the um, War of 1812 was not fought over chips? It was not fought over chips and manifest destiny has nothing to do with labor. I know, but that's the whole point. Like Victor, like this is, this is letter Kenny. This is what they do. They said it was a little absurd. Uh, But so it's based on, to me, a faulty uh, contrived kind of, you know, creation story for this Mm -hmm. chip thing. And that doesn't matter because it's a comedy show and I can very easily get past the fact that it's a comedy show. Take notes, Um, Victor. The, the, (laughs) The gym dudes, the whole point of the gym dudes, it just seemed like a really long way to go to get to the fact that, yeah, it's none of our business if Glenn's gay or not. But it was so it much was fun. It was a long road, but no, it was it, a fun it, road. It was a fun road. road. I, I disagree. Oh, it was, it was a, fun a long road. road to get to. It's not our business if he's gay. He is, but we're not. But, but the fun part of that is how Clearly does it is what, our business? How does because Glenn say something without actually saying it? And, you know he what said I mean? It. He said it without saying it. He did say it. I know he Absolutely. did, but, but Riley and no, Jones we got full wanted frontal nudity there. I'm sorry, man. We there was there's there was also, nothing left. There's also uh, you know I, I was going to say something, Victor, cut me out there. Um, <laughs> Let him have it. It could have been, been done quicker. I thought you know it, it's oh I know what it was the the A and B story in this mm-hmm. A story is good. The A story is good. The fishbowl thing, the chips is. It's a great, it's a good premise in and of itself, you know, with the whole suppositions about uh, social media. But I feel like the B stories, the B story was just not, it didn't live up to it. It was mm-hmm. a long way to go. And it was the same joke. We get it. You're, you, and they even repeated the whole search thing twice, which they do sometimes. We know the repetition has always been in the show. And, you know, when he gets to the ads a couple on, like with, with Ron or the, with Ron, he ended up being like, oh, that's in my wheelhouse. Like, that was a great line. Yeah. He's talking about that. Yeah. Like, okay, really. But initial thoughts, you know, there was a lot of things here that couldn't live up to the hype of being the first show we're going to watch in a year. Sure. You know, and it, and it just kind of went that way. Um, in the live stream, they're laughing at us because basically we're, we're doing the same thing in our episode that they did in that episode where we're getting really passionate and angry about something as, as uh, about a comedy, about something as, you know, as... Right. I love Unimportant. Robbie's. You were yeah. currently doing the same thing, except it's lasting two hours instead of twenty yeah. minutes. <laughs> I had another question too about this because, mm-hmm. um, and I think Al, you you may have said something about it, but I looked the old Dutch. We don't have that down here, I don't think. But old Dutch is a real thing. So, is this the first product placement we've seen on Letterkenny? Like, uh, no, Letterkenny maybe not on Sh- Shorzy. There's obviously the, I don't know. Those are all the, the ice cream. Yeah, you're right. Uh, letter K. I, mean, I, I believe we've talked about. They've talked about Old Dutch before. It's, they've talked about like different beer brands. I mean, let's to be Labatt Crystal Clear, kind of that kind of thing. I never right? like. I never did one of these, but oh, I have my Old Dutch. Yeah, like, but you know what? Product. They actually changed the bag. 
because that ba- the bag doesn't look like that. Well, maybe. Um, yeah, but it's still old Dutch. It's still yeah. commercial. It's still a commercial. Yeah, that's it's, a good it point. did feel very much in your face, yeah. like you know, which we're not it's used. Not like to. a product. It's not like a product. Yeah, other than like yeah. uh, Riley and Jonesy are always driving a Jeep, so there's you know maybe there's something there about right, Jeeps. Right. That's more subtle though. Yeah. Your yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's and of course, yeah. just just to cap off what I was going to say, um, two things about that it seemed weird to me. Um, there's an empty chair in the circle, which I thought I, I don't yeah. know if that was supposed to be for Bonnie. It was supposed to be for someone. I felt like they missed an opportunity to put Dickens in that chair mm. because his voice in the arguments, I thought would have been would have been a welcome thing. Yeah. And then Bonnie does, you know, saves the whole situation by showing up, and it's like, oh, well, we Bonnie, love? Bonnie is everyone else watching this episode, right? Well, what the fuck's right. going on? It's, it's just, and they start playing a song, yeah. which is like love something. Yeah, I wrote it down somewhere, but it's like, wait, do we love the chip or do we love Bonnie or do we love both? Yeah, and it's probably a little bit of both. There. Yeah. yeah, Bonnie was that person jumps into our DN group after a week and is like, what, what the, the actual fuck? Yeah, what the fuck's <laughs> going on here? Yeah. All right, that's great. I love, I love the the passion here. Uh, we'll move on to ratings. Uh, no, uh, no, no. I have more to say. Well, you can say uh, during your rating, but okay, go ahead. God damn you. <laughs> First, I mean, first of all, about do you need to go for air? Do you need to go? So, first of all, about the chips, then we'll get get to get to the gym. Why are you doing a Twitter poll on this? You know, we haven't done a tiny Twitter poll. Do a chip poll. Why isn't this the thing that we're doing? Right? Like, this is the kind of thing that we would have done a couple of seems like five years ago, but like uh, a couple of years ago or a year ago, we would have done. Here's a poll or a map poll. Yeah. You know. Okay, I'll I'll do a Twitter poll on on chips. So so. Okay. So first of all, okay. Okay, so, Victor. Okay, Victor. Okay. So uh, it's all back. dressed, right? So they're having the best. I yeah. mean, I I don't understand. It's, it rhymes with the best for a reason. Shut all up. dressed is. So the best. I don't understand this consensus about <laughs> all dressed somehow being like the best flavor. Based on what? That's the most ridiculous thing. Science. And, Based on and science. science. <laughs> and not 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 science. Maybe <laughs> alchemy. But all I can say is. You know, all dressed is basically, basically salt and vinegar with a zing with a bunch of other flavors that you're trying to kind of figure out what they are. But it's but the, the dominant flavor in in all dressed is salt and vinegar. So it's okay. salt and vinegar kind of with a zing. That's what all dressed tastes is. So nothing like salt. and vinegar. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> and nothing you're, like clearly, salt and vinegar. Wow. Your taste buds have been stunted with. Have okay. you had a fucking okay. all dressed chip? Victor, yes, what is your favorite chip? I, I, it goes back and forth. I'm a simple guy. I, I love barbecue. I as There's days I enjoy uh, sour cream and onion. I will have days where, mm, you know what? I, I, I feel like a dill pickle, though that those, you know, those days are kind of behind me. But <laughs> but typically, I, you know, I, I will always I will never turn down barbecue. That's that's one of my uh, all time favorites. At least uh, we can agree on that. Yeah. However, all dressed is, you know, it's it's salt. It's it's a different variation of salt and vinegar. And people need to accept that it, it, it's it's not no, it's like because i don't like that. salt and vinegar but i loved all dressed i do oh, not yeah, like well, salt whatever yeah. that's fine that's fine mm-hmm. all i'm saying is it's it's and and then caesar first of all soft by 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 going into the bloody mm-hmm. mary thing because bloody mary and caesar are not the same drinks they are not bloody mary is like you know it's 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 like a flat you know flat tonic water where you know a caesar is like a beautiful 
flavorful. Oh, they're both sinful, fucking disgusting. Oh, Blue Spatula. Mike's got his own out and now. Well played, yeah, Mike. That's that, that's fine. That's fine. I kill myself with and, it. And and I would, you know, I'd be first in line to mm-hmm. to, to get a uh, to get to get a Caesar flavored uh, potato chip. Well, yeah. But what anyway, would it taste like? Yeah, it would it would taste like a f- fucking Caesar. What do you think? It tastes like, like ketchup the drink chips. Or the if if it, if it ketchup, tasted like the the ketchup the, chips the, with a rimmer, the, the seasoning they do on the rim of the Caesar. That's the only thing that I liked about the Caesar that I had. No, that that would be that would be on the rim of the chip and yes. but the chip would be infused with the actual caesar flavor so get us some anyway, caesar I, rim this, chips this and we're good to go oh, i don't know this we're saying rim I mean, too much let's stop saying rim so, please so it's anyway. a okay so speaking of chip with a dust of here. they have the ketchup chips yeah so speaking of rims let's go back to the gym now so i've got two so nice got segue. Two, thank you so i've got uh two two issues at the gym one first of all and this is not a gay or straight thing Aside from Ron Jeremy, and only because it's pop, part of pop culture, I don't think anybody can rhyme off like five to ten uh, porn stars, gay or straight. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make male sense. Male or female? Any... Does it matter? Well, I can. Probably name back in my day, I could probably name a couple of female. <laughs> really, porn stars. really? Yeah. Okay, couple. couple. But ten? Yeah. Come on. Okay, but Come this on. never bothered you before when they were naming no, off no, like because... EMO bands or or whatever. Yeah, like this is a no, judgment free yeah. zone, Victor. The Someone hell? To name that's, on porn that's stars. Fine. Let's you name them off. If, if you're if you're into porn, good for you. That's great stuff. I feel like you're feeling is, very judgy I, right now. I challenge I challenge anybody who is a porn fanatic to actually know the celebrities. Or, or wasn't they, that one of your jobs, Victor? Because yeah, yeah, well, I've been dying to hear. Yes, like, it was one of my jobs, but I didn't have to know the names of the, of the, of the actual actors and actresses. Did you get Fitzbowie on it? <laughs> I'm, I, um, I don't think so. I, I don't he's, think so. I think I was, blushing. I was even back then I was thinking of train trips, uh, and not plane trips. Yeah, you were. Thinking of trains. Okay. Uh, we got, anyway, we got to start so, moving on. So, so no, no. Wait, okay. Wait. So that's the first part about the gym that I thought was mm-hmm. like a little bit goofy. Mm-hmm. The second part was too much, too much front, too much frontal nudity. Like, like I, the, the whole thing about, you know, Glenn, he was almost like, like a Wilson, right. Where mm-hmm. you kind of see the, you see the eyes, but you don't see the whole face and you kind of, you, you kind of think, you know, obviously he's probably gay, but, but it's, it's always kind of, well, um, it's clever. It's always sure. kind of clever and kind of clever. He he kind of showed all his cards in this one. Like mm-hmm. you know, he blew the load. Like it's just. And but after it, eleven you, seasons, we can't get that. No, you can't. But why? Why? Well, it's, it's, it's like I, mean, I, it's, I understand. I get it. Yeah. On Crave, you, you said you saw the frontal nudity on Crave. I thought it was blurred out. Did anyone? And it, maybe the live stream can back me. I I thought when I looked at the magazine, it was. No, no, I was using a metaphor. I don't mean frontal. Oh. No, no, no. I was metaphor. I thought you said, I thought you said no, no. I was, Hold on. There was nothing blurred in what we saw on our side. I, I wasn't referring to anything in the magazine. I, I was, I was, maybe, I was using that as a metaphor. Day. Yeah, as uh, Glenn was was exposing himself. As, yeah, he exposed. Uh, yeah. 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 Sorry. I, I, I should have been. <laughs> sorry. It's, it's almost like the chip contest all over again. I should have been more clear. I, but, but, but all I'm saying is like he blew the load. Like he should have, like it just too much. Like at the end, like a yes, it's funny about, you know, any non doctors can give me a prostate exam. But then 
all you know, he's basically saying, yes, I'm gay. I couldn't be more gay than than mm-hmm. I am right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Why go there? Like, keep it, keep it, a, keep it a fun little mystery that we can continue to have fun with. And he, he just basically just exposed. I, himself I hear and, you with that, Victor. And I don't disagree, except I think the point of those scenes were more about Riley and Jonesy trying to. Yeah, get, get I get him it. To admit but they, but it, they, then, but yeah. they, but they missed the mark. They, yeah. Michael's sure. missed the mark. Okay, I don't, I don't disagree. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, we'll move on because I don't want this to be a record episode. But I'm loving all the the energy here, and everyone on on the live stream is loving uh, Ragey Victor. By the way, they. they <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move on to Victor. yeah we're going to move on to ratings so i'm going to start uh, just to r- remind everybody we have a, a rating scale of fresh clearance and compost uh and uh fresh obviously being the best and clearance being mid- middle and compost being the worst um so i'm going to start but i'm going to just kind of r- just r- respond to a few things that, a few of the issues victor said he had first of all <clears throat> season 10 ended with no cliffhanger. Season 10 was all about setting up Shorzy, right? So there was nothing, it ended on, there's no, no continuation of a story from season 10 that we should have been expecting in, in episode one of season 11. Having said that, I agree. This episode here doesn't feel like the beginning of a, of a season. It, 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 it feels kind of like a, a standalone episode. I get that because there, like, there's not really any story here. It's all about it's it's fart book it's fart book or it's uh uncle uh, eddie's trust or, or the concept episode. it's a concept mm-hmm. episode right off the bat so yes but there's a lot of stuff in here that's classic letter kenny the overacting the 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 over overly dramatic stuff the cold open classic letter kenny there's so much of this that's classic classic letter kenny in season 11 and again upon, like after the first viewing i would have maybe given this a low clearance maybe even a compost but after watching it a second time, I get it, and I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was funny, so I'm going to give it a fresh. Victor. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, on the individual performances, on the individual kind of skits, if you will, I would give it a clearance. I'd give it a pass. But as a season opener, as an episode, as something that leads to the second episode that wants me it gets me excited to kind of watch the next episode mm-hmm. uh, feel like I've gotten into, we started season one to start with a, with, 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 um, with this. Uh, I just, I don't get it. Like, um, so I, I have to, and again, I'm a little conflicted now that we're kind of getting uh, all of this um, kind of closeness with, with, with the cast and, mm-hmm. and, and, and all that stuff. But again, in the, in the world that we're in, in the letter Kenny universe, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is a compost. Sorry, Jared. Oh, wow. uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, he's the only one he wrote a letter to Vic. You're, you're the only I one Jared it. wrote I a letter it. to. I, Hey, but, but you know he, what? But he was, well, he was aware that he got him with Shorzy. He was, he, he knew letter. Yeah, Kenny. He got he me with Shorzy. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's, and I get it. Hey, I, Hey, I get it. I know if people are telling me that they they love this episode, that mm-hmm. this is pure classic Letterkenny. Yeah, I totally get sure. it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. And shame actually, the for, brilliance for of this it. episode it has caused a lot of discussion on social media about chips. Like, sure. there's a lot of people arguing about their favorite chips on social media. So they've done yeah. like a bunch of things yeah. right with this episode. No, no, and, that's fine. And but I love my opinion. Yeah, my opinion stays sure. it, it, in in the world that we've created in a rating system that we believe in. Yeah. Uh, 
it, it is a it is a compost uh, because I uh, I can only hope that it gets better from here. I, I love uh, when you started talking about your rating. Uh, right away, uh, Trace wrote this mofo gonna give compost on the opening episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya. <laughs> passionate victor mm-hmm. oh my god dude you slept uh, you you're on vacation <laughs> yeah, you're <yeah>. all wild <laughs> love it love it um um okay what to say i i would have absolutely given it um a, a compost first watch through um kind of like what al's saying I, I think it, it breathes new light um, after Alan's social mm-hmm. um, experiment on, on, on or, or reference. Um, oh, man, what to give it? I, 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 I liked it. I didn't love it. So I think it falls in the middle as a, as a clearance. All right. So far, we have one of each. Matt. This is, this is wild. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, knew, I knew Victor was coming in this mm-hmm. way. Yeah, he kind of gave us some hints. Even, yeah. even, no, but even before the hints, as soon as I watched, I'm like, "Oh, Victor's gonna hate this one." <laughs> it's, 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 I'm like, and I was ready. I was ready for tonight, and I was excited because these are the these are some of our favorite episodes when there's just true. Ah, I love mm-hmm, it. All mm-hmm. right. <laughs> so this one, and, and it's funny. My, I, I, I agree with something that was said there. The first watch through, I was conflicted. I wasn't really sure what was coming. Uh, the second one, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, now, and and I'm I'm a little. I'm annoyed that I wasn't able to pick up on this myself, but the the allegory of the social media aspect, I like that. I think that makes sense. I knew something was going on, but I was annoyed that I couldn't put the story together mm-hmm. um, for what it actually was. That said, it doesn't take away from my enjoyment. I thought there's some really brilliant stuff in there. I genuinely believe that this may have, st- like I said already, started off as a scene that got away from them, and they <laughs> went with it. And I think, you know what? They're artists. These guys... I, I don't think they ever like they're never going to apologize for anything that they do. They love what they do. There's so much passion behind it. Whether you like it or not, you watch it, you watch the actors, the dialogue, there's true passion here. Even if they just made this one for themselves because it made them laugh. <laughs> fuck it. I love That's it. Exactly. I, what happened. I thought it was great. And I, and I love that they put it out there and Bonnie Murray tied it all together. Mm-hmm. And that's their self-awareness saying, yeah, yeah, we get it guys. We get it. Take it or leave it. <laughs> It, you're right. It's drawing conversation. It's this whole episode is exact example. Robbie called it out. We have been bickering about this thing back and forth from different points of view mm-hmm. on the madness of something so silly. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's spot on. So I love all the other thing I will call it. We didn't even touch on mm-hmm. before I give my official rating was the physical humor in this episode. Okay. Was some of the best we've seen in a while. You've got Wayne. Doing his sort of stance, yeah, yeah. rubbing Derry's leg, yeah, yeah, marching over to Katie. Brilliant. Gail doing her Gail thing. And she and she kept it very PG yeah, for Gail. I had notes on her, her. But her her body language as Always. she as she brought them together, loved yeah. it. And then Glenn. Holy shit. Like you you yeah. can't Jacob Tierney, and, and like, the cute names he had for those rolls. He missed rolls. Bert and Ernie. Well, I'll let me leave up. Oh, hockey. I forgot you were there. Yeah. And just, yeah. <laughs> There's some mention uh, in the chat, and I also took notice of it the third time I watched this when I was writing my script. In the gym scenes, in the background, there's a couple of guys doing the tandem workout. <laughs> that's yeah. it's, it's pretty um, you know, 
they're uh, they're they're being really close with each other during oh, that workout. Yeah. Uh, that. So yeah. that's pretty fun. And, and I and, and you're right. And I do challenge people to go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. And these this episode is a great example where you have the time with everything going on to take in what's going on all around. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Watching all the background actors doing their thing because they very much there are two shots. Mm-hmm. There's the there's the scene at the the fishbowl and there's a scene at the gym and majority of the entire episode just focuses on those two shots throughout yeah. the whole thing so there's lots going on in the background take it in they focus on the dialogue i loved it i i, I i'm giving it a fr- it's not a high but i'm giving it a fresh i thought there's some okay, really I'm brilliant just... stuff here no no it's not i i literally like i said if i just watched it once and came in i'd probably be closer to compost mm-hmm. but i i had to watch it again i had to give it the benefit <laughs> of the doubt and and i've had a lot of realizations and really whether you take it at face value as a chip conversation, they made a lot of wicked points. Mm-hmm. I can't deny it. The salt and vinegar point alone, you spot fucking on. I, I love salt <laughs> and vinegar, but you get those chips. You're like, what the hell? Like, why? You what? Here's a good example. Watch my wife eat chips. She is the person who will go through and pick chip by chip and look for the ones with the most ingredients on it. And if it doesn't fit the bill, she throws it back in the bag. What? And I yell at her. Oh yeah. Oh. Or if I grab one and she that's, sees that's DJN behavior. Yeah, oh, that, that's terrible. a spatula worthy. Uh, oh, yeah. Never <laughs> eat chips at Matt's house. Never. You are. Never, you yeah. are not wrong, guys. We like, had to, I, we at our house. We had to the the wish ones, the ones that are are um um. Oh my God, we called them wish chips. The oh, the ones that fold in the half. Cur- oh, yeah, I love those. I love we had those to. Guys. Oh, if you got one, those in your are bowl, good for dipping. If you got one in your bowl, you had to save it for my mom because she oh. loved those ones the best. Or the ones that have a little bit of burnt on them. Uh, Chips yeah. are very important. I like the burnt <laughs> ones. As well. we're, we're we're chip people. We fight on like if I pick one up that has more. It doesn't matter what flavor. Because the other thing I would quickly say before I give. I know I've been rambling. Mm. I have no favorite chip. I think there is a special place for most chips at the You're right a fence time. Sitter. Mm-hmm. I, I no, it's not even that. It's like I, one night I'm like I'm fully feeling salt and vinegar. Next mm-hmm. night, nah, I can't do that. I want my sour cream and onion. Mm-hmm. I want barbecue. I go, I go, I do the whole circuit. It's your last day on earth. Which chip are you taking? I don't have an answer for that. Don't then you up. don't deserve a second. It, night it actually, no. If I had to answer that, it wouldn't even be a chip. It wouldn't. It, it would be a snack, but it would be um, the jalapeno Cheetos. Mm. I can crush a whole bag of that. But there you go. Anyways, I thought there was a lot of good stuff. It's causing a lot of conversation. Yeah. Probably one of our most contentious episodes in a long time, yeah. and I love them for it, so uh, it's it's fresh. Fresh. Excellent. Mike, by the way, that was a Terry Bryan-level rant there, uh, Matt. Thank you. Uh, Mike. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm actually a pretzel guy, so I don't know. Oh, boo. Oh, I, like, I like honey, Sorry. honey mustard pretzels. Pretzels. Man, oh, no. Fuck uh, Unless it's a real pretzel. covered pretzel. Pretzels are like, basically edible uh, twigs. Also, I, I don't get them. I'm also, oh. no. I'm also a food purist for the most part. Mm-hmm. So a, a salted purist. <laughs> what I'm, well, this is what I, I like to taste the flavor of what it is. Sure. When I'm eating, if someone gives me a barbecue chip or if I'm tasting like I've never had all dressed because I don't live in Canada. It's but, salt um, and vinegar. It's not. Like, Don't listen to Victor. I'm sure. I've heard. I've heard that. Um, like, you can't taste the potato chip anymore. You're tasting the artificial flavor. Most of so, them are not potato chips. They're reprocessed into into what looks like a chip. I'm sorry. Is this my turn? <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, Mike. This is oh, if I had a hippo right now, Mike. <laughs> um, I like to taste the chip. I like to taste the potato chip. Yeah. But saying that, I do... Salt and vinegar would be my my flavor, either plain or salt and vinegar, okay. regular, original, salted, whatever. But that's not has nothing to do with the rating of the episode. There's a couple of things I just want to point out that made me um, 
go the way I'm going to go here. I want to know what Katie's job was. I want more backstory there. Oh, okay. I want to know what job she had in the, in the, in town. Mm-hmm. Um, because yes, I know she does a, a poop ton of work to keep the farm going while Wayne does most of the charring. And it's certainly a job. It's certainly hard, but like, what would she have done? You know, I can't imagine it'd be anything mm-hmm. you know, super spectacular, but at the same time, like if you're going to dangle that, I'd like to know what it was. Why can't you explain it? Mm-hmm. There's also a continuity break in that scene where where Wayne bends down and his shirt gets all untucked. I don't know. Yes, yes, I saw that. He, he <laughs> I bends didn't see that. Down, it's tucked. When they show him from the back having the explanation, it's untucked, and then when he stands back up, it's tucked again. So mm-hmm. this is one of the first times I've noticed a continuity issue mm-hmm. with it, which again, not really relevant, but I wanted to point that out as well. Um, and then. I think that's it. I have like four pages of notes, no spreadsheets. I have four pages of notes. Um, and I'll just, I'll just end then with the rating, which I did watch it three times. Uh, the first time, what I would have given it the first time is the same thing I would give it the last time. And that is a very middle clearance, um, okay. mid, mid to high clearance, but definitely not. It, did, it didn't do enough to be fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted it to be fresh. I was hoping it would be fresh. But to me, it's kind of a high, mid to high clearance. I'd say high clearance. All right. Fair enough. So we're going to move on to MVP, and I'm going to try something. We're going to try because we're so many people don't, asking. Don't, don't, don't. Let's don't. try it. Let's just try talk, it. We didn't talk about this. No, I know. I, I, but I do things all the time without uh, you know, uh, asking your permission. So we're going to try it. We're going to uh, play the Victor MVP uh, game. Oh, God. So uh, you're going to give us... Your MVPs, and then Victor, but not Victor's, and then, oh, wait, how did that work before? We have to write oh, down. I guess we can't play because we don't remember how. <laughs> yes. Oh, so Victor. Darn. How did that work before? He, he We had to give. We had to guess what Victor's MVP was going to be. And then he was We gonna, had to write it down first. Oh, write it down and first. And then, I think. Someone's about to explain it to us in the chat. Yeah, you know somebody's going to explain it in the chat. Yeah, executive decision. <laughs> Guys, help me out here. How did the Victor's MVP work? I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> we had this to... This is going really well. We this yeah, three. much much like the first episode, this one will fall a bit flat. That's all right. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start with my MVP, and I will, uh, I'll will i write down what I think Victor's is, but I will give my MVP. So my MVP, first of all, Wayne was a lot of fun in this episode with the overacting, with all the the... the postures and stuff like every time he, he got up put his leg up or whatever he's like just the, the overly dramatic acting runner up bonnie another runner up saying what, what we're all feeling i gotta give this one to glenn the heavy lifting uh you know uh, because he's in the gym but also like all the the the, the scene chewing he did uh it was all this was a, a heavy glenn episode so glenn's getting my mvp um we'll uh skip over victor for now tanya who's your mvp um, sorry, I'm thinking so hard as to what Victor is going to choose. I forgot to choose myself. I, I'm with you on that one. Um, Come on, guys. <laughs> you threw you it out. You, you should have talked to us about it. Where was well, our you knew we were going to do an MVP. You don't have to do Victor's yet. But Are just we going to require Victor to pick a person or not? No. They, they thought we were doing games. Oh, yeah. Should we put rules on I know, Victor? I know who Victor's MVP is. Okay, who's your MVP? Right should we put a rule on Victor? He can't choose plaid, like no colors. <laughs> 
It has was to there be a plaid in this episode. I don't think we have. There's plaid always plaid in the episode. <laughs> there can't be. It can't. Candy. It can't be like uh, the fly on the wall, mm-hmm. or it can't be like. No, an, I've, I, I'm interested to find out what his MVPs are. Let's just. We won't put any restrictions. Oh, if this I know doesn't what work, it is now. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Uh, what's your MVP? Sorry, I had to write down Victor's. I know what it is now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Who's your MVP? I want to do Victor now. Um. Okay, what is my who is my MVP? Um, 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 um. I just gave you three strong it. ones: Wayne, Bonnie, and Glenn. Um, it's going to be. Um, I'm not going with any of them. Oh. I'm going with uh, Ron. You liked Ron in this. Yeah, one, I did. Yeah. I did. I just like how he looked. I, I. Well, he should get MVP just for getting all buff like he did. Holy crap! I feel like, like he always was though. No, he was kind of skinny before. I mean, he was always. You know, I don't know. A, I love Glenn. I feel like he, he's he's. Oh my god! It's either he Glenn. Or he had a he had a six pack always. Mm-hmm. With his hair lighter, or maybe they just had it pulled back. I don't know. Oh, oh it's longer. No, it's Ron. It's longer. You're Ron. It's Ron. Okay, Ron's yeah. your MVP. Matt, who's your MVP? Yeah, I won't dilly dally. It's it's Glenn. Um, yeah. he he really is the rock star here. He he came out strong. I know we've been in the past seasons asking for more Glenn. And mm. I think they've decided to bring him back full mm-hmm. on. So he absolutely killed me. But right, really close second is Bonnie. I'm right with you. She delivered at the end, thinking what we all were mm-hmm. said out loud. We we're all thinking and delivered it beautifully. So um, she was my honorable mention. Okay, Mike. If we don't get the last scene, I think my MVP is rolled. Uh, rolled was good. Yeah, great, he has some great stuff in there. The arguments. And then he automatically feels bad that he was attacking Rosie. So you can yeah. see, you know, it, it's again, if we use your allegory situation, you know, that's what happens online. You mm-hmm. go into these arguments, you know, oh, I made someone feel bad. Oh, I don't feel great about that. Um, and plus the, the stupid friendship at the end and the giggle, you know, to <laughs> me, that was classic role. Mm-hmm. But Bonnie shows up and steals everything. So Bonnie is my MVP. Bonnie. All right. So everyone have their MVP for Victor written down or, or yeah, locked in. Down, right? Or lock it in, so because when he when he gives it, going back and giving him free form to do what he wants, I gotta rethink this quickly. Hold on, I got it. You got it. Okay, Victor. Yes, sir. Who or what is your MVP for this episode? Yeah. So obviously, my runner-up is Bonnie Bupuri because she Damn it, said that's exactly what, what that because because she, she said what we were all kind of thinking mm-hmm. uh, certainly on the first watch, um, and she delivered it perfectly, and then she li- delivered it again. She doubled down and yep. and and said it even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I couldn't agree with her more, even though I knew what, what the, the episode was about. Uh, and and it just it didn't it didn't fix it. It's just like that episode where it got all really down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Re- remember that McMurray episode where things just really really got down and dirty with the smut talk. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh well, that was the point. Well, yeah, but but it still doesn't make it ac- acceptable. Like it still doesn't make it a good watch. Okay. And, 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 and anyway, so, um, and then I watched the credits like three times backwards and forwards. And I paused like, you know, the credits, like they don't roll, they mm-hmm. switch, they switch screens. Yeah. I at, looking for the name of, of my MVP and I just couldn't find it. And, and so I was really disappointed about that. And I thought, how can they even get away with that? I thought you have to give credit if you're going to use it. So, so my MVP is the love, kind of the folky song that started playing when, when Bonnie showed up. Okay. And, and, and I was, and I was going through the credits looking for the name of the song. I even tried to Shazam it 
and I couldn't, I couldn't get it. Hey, Victor, uh, so, Victor, so, I but got that's you. my MVP. I got you, buddy. I got you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. But, uh, all right. That's, uh, you know what? I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Yeah. 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 That's a good song. I agree. That, yeah. that. And the reason I chose the song is because I felt that was the best part about the episode. Okay. That's one, that's one of my ears perked up and I said, finally, sure. I, I get a payoff here. Okay. So uh, my, uh, my guess for you, Victor was Bonnie. And obviously I was wrong, but she was your runner up. Uh, Tanya, what was your guess? I, I wrote down Bonnie. I scratched it out. I wrote down barbecue chips. I scratched it out. <laughs> Um, and I landed on the empty chair because I figured he, I figured, you, oh, Matt put empty, empty chair. chair as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was the empty chair. The person that the the the, the seat that, you know, you didn't have to sit in mm-hmm. and, okay. and, and 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 listen to it. So it's funny. I took it the other way. Like that was the voice of reason that should have been there to shut this nonsense down. Right. OK, OK. So there you go. And uh, Mike, who did you uh, are we what? thinking too obscure now? Riley no, and I think Jonesy? you guys are totally on point. Riley We're all the same tone. I thought, I thought maybe Riley and Jonesy, since they had to stand there uncomfortable. Sure. Like the rest of us do when Victor talks. <laughs> That's funny. That's all right. Uh, now's the time where I would normally or in the past would have gone to our top fives. Here's the thing. Uh, the podcast has switched websites and uh, I have no place to display our top fives anymore. So I've got them written down somewhere. So I can ask you guys if this, I don't think this makes anybody's top five, but I really, there's no place for us to <laughs> view them online right now. So I'm I not, noticed, I went looking for this yeah. site not too long ago. I'm like, where did it go? Yeah, no, the sites, uh, we, we switched hosts to co-host, but a co-host doesn't have a way to, so I'm not even sure what we're going to do with that. So we'll skip that for now. I don't think this makes anyone's top five anyway, right? No. no. Okay. So we'll move on to uh, just some news. <clears throat> uh, AHL team Milwaukee Admirals uh, just announced they're <laughs> going to do their own Shorzy game taking place on Saturday, uh, February 18th during their game versus Texas. Uh, in attendance will be Joe Dolo and Andrew Ansonen. He plays Goody on Shorzy. So it looks like they're going to... They're, they're like franchising this Shorzy night idea to other uh, hockey teams. And I don't know what the, the, the qualifications are for a team. Like it looks like Milwaukee makes sense because Dolo used to play there. So they could have him there in attendance. They are the affiliate of the Nashville Predators who drafted Dolo. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so maybe that, so we'll see if this happens in other um, AHL arenas uh, elsewhere. Uh, but for now, it's it's interesting. So if anybody who wished they'd gone to Sudbury for Shorzy Night uh, and, and couldn't and are looking for another opportunity, here's your opportunity. February, uh, what did I say it was? February 18th um, in Milwaukee. Uh, where's Milwaukee? Is It's uh, it's in Wisconsin, right? So that's, Wisconsin. yeah. Um, I don't know how far that is from us. We're, we're not, certainly not going. But I know we've got a lot of friends in that vicinity. So uh, if anybody goes... Please, by all means, take pictures, share them with us, because we'd love to see uh, you guys doing that. And you know, hunt down uh, Dolo and and get pictures with him, like you guys Dolo. did with uh, with um, with uh, JJ Frankie JJ. Uh, and also, I mean, we already mentioned we have we've had an incredible run of guests: uh, Max Buffard, Terry Ryan, Dolo. We we interviewed him today. Ryan McDonald next week, um, who plays Mark Michaels. So, uh, and we've got a few others lined up that are some uh, some in like. In, interesting and exciting guests to come so uh stay tuned and if you want to hear the the interviews before they get dropped uh become a patron because you'll be able to hear them right away like the dolo uh interview is already live for our patrons so if you like how you keep saying dolo dolo yeah um he gave us permission to call him dolo so that's what i'm doing 
And that's all I have. So let's go around with uh, final comments. I guess I have final comments. Uh, start with me. Um, Mike, great job tonight. Uh, and you're a last minute uh, ad. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, I, I know that I didn't uh, give you much time, but uh, I'm glad things worked out. Um, great job tonight. I love my panelists. I, I mean, I'm, I love that we're back to doing this as much work as it is for me. This was a lot of fun. It feels it feels like the old days again, except now Victor sounds better and uh, is more ragey. So we're hoping that, you know, <laughs> when you get back to work, you don't lose some of that because you'll be tired again. Um, but uh, you guys, way to bring the energy tonight. Uh, thank you so much, Victor. Yeah, um, Mike, thanks so much. Uh, you were awesome. And thanks for putting me in my place when you had to. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that and I admire that. So uh, please... Uh, we all admire uh, that of you, yeah. about you, Mike. Well done. Well done. No, no. I appreciate that. Don't hold back. Um, uh, I, I welcome feedback. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and yeah, I, I feel like we've seen each other too, uh, too much, but it was nice to see Tanya on, uh, tonight for yes. sure. It was nice to see you back, Victor, too. I mean, we've missed you for a while there. Um, Tanya. Mike, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, just like the guy said, it's uh, it's so wonderful, your point of view and uh, all the notes that you've taken and having the chips. And, and the history lessons. And the history lessons. We appreciate I never that. knew that it wasn't about chips, so <laughs> that was good to know. I will pass that on to my children. Um, I, I think... It, it was a fun, it was a fun episode. It wasn't the top one. No, but it was, it was fun. You know, Glenn's laugh snort is back and uh, <laughs> you, you can't be disappointed about that. Mm -hmm. That that's a, that's a fun thing. And uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I wish everyone a happy new year oh, yes. that's coming up and mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, great to be back to homework. Matt? Yeah. This episode did exactly what it's supposed to do. Drop conversation mm -hmm. and I, I was so great. Mike, you're absolutely the MVP of this episode. Um, and based on the exact reason that Victor already called out, the fact that you just teachered him and put him in his place. Um, yeah. Well done, bud. Yeah. Uh, bring it back again. You're more than welcome anytime. Yes. So this was, I love these. I love these so much. These, uh, these review episodes. I'm happy they're back. I love all the off season stuff, but these are always so much fun. Um, and especially cause it's fresh for all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, not, not literally cause we know where everyone landed, but it's new <laughs> and exciting and something we haven't had a chance to talk about. And most people haven't. So I am so looking forward to the next five more weeks, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and all the stuff in between that comes with it. And, um, yeah, this is, this is awesome guys. And Mike. bring on, bring on season 11. Mike. Well, thanks for having me again. Uh, I feel like I've been here three to three times within like a month and a half. Um, so, you know, definitely let's get other people's faces in here than my bad bearded face, but, um, <laughs> it was a pleasure and, you know, being that it's vacation week, the short, uh, the short notice wasn't issue. I've been off all week, like, you know, like all teachers in schools. So, um, this was actually the best time. You know, once I figured out that the, our nieces were going back to Texas or one wouldn't be here, I thought they were going to stay over, but mm -hmm. it's fine. So I actually had the time to do it yesterday, uh, do my homework, which uh, I did. And it was a great time. Yeah. And, you know, looking forward to New Year's Eve where we will have our traditional Chinese food and I will try to make my wife stay up till midnight and she will not wait a minute. I thought you were midnight. Catholic, not Jewish. Oh, that's for Christmas. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> that was uh, a so bad yeah, joke. We invite my brother over and uh, we eat Chinese <laughs> food. 
And he goes home and I try to say, hey, can you want to stay up? And she's like, nope. It must be the biggest sales day of the year for Chinese restaurants because everybody I know has Chinese food on New Year's. And when New Year's, see, they, our place closes on Monday. Mm. And when New Year's Eve falls on a Monday, we were like scrambling a few years ago to find Chinese food. We're like, oh my God, where are we going to go? And every other place around us except our place. But that's everyone's opinion. So anyway, Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Happy New Year. I'll see you all in the video all right and i just want to shout out to everyone on the live stream tonight it was a busy live stream and lively one so uh, everyone's in great mood and great form so i'm going to play us off here with that song that uh, made victor's mvp uh, i had to shazam it because it wasn't on tune find yet i've added it to tune find and i've added it to the letter kenny uh, playlist on spotify oh, you're a good man uh, the, the the song <laughs> is called the tree by blitzer blitzen trapper uh featuring alila diane Let's uh, listen to this beauty for a second here. When your love rains down, just like diamonds all around, a strange and changing sound, a transformation in the ground, a great and winding tree splits the earth from sea to sea. And my lover comes to me, bids me follow endlessly. As she laughs and starts to climb, branches and the vines through the tangle of our minds for this tree you see it grows never ending and that's all we have for this episode next week we recap and review episode two of season 11 okoya with our buddy and co-writer of today's alphabet aerobics open uh <clears throat> liz hoopla <laughs> anyway, uh, don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love. They're at DiabolicalCoffee.com. Right now, you can use the promo code PROTOSAN for 20% uh, off any purchase from their site. If you'd like to support this podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. You can also follow us on Twitter, fo- Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Hive Social at Pod. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to bust open a bag of all-dressed chips and hit the after party. On behalf of Mike, Tanya, Matt, Victor, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week. And Happy New Year. Must be blind if you're to see Must walk behind if you're to lead Must be the soil to the seed Never ending I like to think of the Bob Dylan song This sounds good